Okay, so in this next little section, you're going to be hearing from Kevin Lieverthal as he gives me some uh, very useful feedback on my running technique. So uh, you'll have to just use your imagination a little bit here and just uh, imagine what it is that um, Kevin's talking about, um, and I'll endeavour to get some video up um, as soon as possible so you can um, uh, see um, in actuality what's going on with my running um, and um, understand the points that uh, Kevin is making. I hope you enjoy this next little section. I actually think it's um, really interesting and instructive. A similar protocol to what I used to do, actually. Um, sort of look at look at an easy pace running and then kind of look at it like a tempo that's, sort of pace, um, and that's exactly. really it. Uh, that's, I mean, you can play around and get lots of... I want to see a clear difference in speeds. So yeah. um, I think it's really important to look at what someone does when they run fast as well as when they run slow. I went and watched some young kids doing a, a session yesterday, and the kid up the front looked awesome when he was running fast and when he ran slow he just looked like he was dragging himself around and it was really interesting to see the difference between the two okay so let's pull up here video number one okay so there you're running at 11 minute k's so a few things I'm just getting a um, I mean you can see even the arm swing different you can see your, your right yeah. arm's kicking back further than your left, and you'll see that as well yeah. when we go to the view from the back. Yeah. Um, it, it's, complete, it's completely different, and you actually, you see, with your arm, you, you tend to almost extend yeah. your arm out as you yeah, swing, yeah. and it comes behind you. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the, the single most key, and even if you look at your trunk, you made a comment yeah. at the start of you being all over the place. Yeah. You can see how that's shifting your, your trunk around. So. Yeah. The, the best cue, yeah. and it's actually a cue that comes out of one of the books I've got from yep. um, and I think um, Matt Fitzgerald describes it as really keeping a nice compact arm yep. swing. So you want to keep it compact and just a, almost a, a real yep. um, simple pendulum motion of the arm as opposed to you extending the elbow. Yeah, yeah. There's almost, I think Gorse Monoyer was described yeah. as pot- eating potato chips, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're yeah. Not even, your arm's not even getting up yep. up there. Yep. But it's it, that for me is, a, is definitely a standout. I used to get, get back from my long runs, Kevin, and have like a sweat mark in the crook of one sleeve and not in the other because one's always um the right you yeah. have it but the left you yeah wouldn't. yeah the right one's the, the major lurch arm yes <laughs> your left's not too bad i mean yeah. it's still a little bit yeah. up and down through the the hand um but left for me is not too bad that right um there's there's something from a, a loading component that yeah throwing just, me off balance yeah oh, yep. just that that for me would be the first thing that i would look at being from an a, yep. addressing side of things yeah um, and from memory, when you ran fast, yeah. um, it just is even more noticeable. Like yeah. that's that doesn't that's something that doesn't get better. Yeah. With with speed. Yeah. You kind of got the little pistol. <laughs> it's lucky we haven't got the video going. It's not a pretty sight, listeners. <laughs> uh, and then as we crank the speed up, yeah doesn't really change a great deal yeah, yeah. on that side. Yeah. So we're going to go back to... It starts getting a bit of fun. So yep. like, this is this is why I like Dartfish. So it'd be interesting to know from what you see as I'm playing around with this, 
stuff that you've looked at with regards to coach's eyes and example. Yep. So what I look at is just using, I've created a line there in reference with the treadmill as a yep. 90 degree line because you never be perfect with a camera angle. Yep. And if you want yep. to, that's where it's nice with a treadmill because you yeah. slide on, you can yep. look at happens to loading. So the, one of the first positions I like looking at is, um, is propulsion mm-hmm. on this leg here. And commonly what I'll see from a good runner, or yep. I want to say someone with good running yep. positioning, is this foot will be yep. underneath the hips. Yeah. So you know how you made comment about that tendency to... Yep. That's, so for me, something to address that would be bum kick. Yep. Yeah. Either yep. a, a modified A skip where you're really putting that emphasis aside from the, yeah. the, the, the press down. And this is something I've spoken to Gorse quite a bit where his emphasis is really on getting that foot yeah, coming yeah. down really quickly. Yep. Whereas I'm also keen for someone in this scenario here to also that swing leg component yep. where you're trying to shorten that lever because you tend yep. to run with quite a Me seeing that, that's yep. going to encourage that. Yep. So I would definitely be looking at doing those drills to try and shorten your swing leg lever. Yep. So I'll take a snapshot of this. And this is the nice thing again where I talk about how this is bang. I've got that snapshot there. Yeah. Now let's see what happens when your foot hits the ground. Mm-hmm. And this is where the 100 frames is so much nicer than yeah. the 50. Because there, bang. So that's probably... So there you can see the shoe starting to compress. Mm-hmm. So your question is, is that initial contact? Is that initial contact? Yeah, yeah. We'll throw in another 100 of those. You kind of... You're, yeah. s- you're still guessing there. Yeah. Um, so if we look at that position there, yeah. what I'm looking for here is, is the tibia relatively vertical? Yeah. No. Not quite. Yeah, but not. <laughs> but if I drop the plumb line yeah, from yeah. your lateral knee down to your ankle, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Like yeah. that, I'm pretty comfortable on that front. So yep. if I was to look at that as a raw measure... Not a massive overstride, people. But there's, yeah, so there's not a huge, but you're tending to have your leg, yeah. that, that tends to have your whole leg out in front of your body a yeah. lot early. It's, but having a vertical tibia isn't the only measure of yeah. a, an overstride. There's lots of other things you can be measuring from the center of your, your mass to the distance to your shoe. Yeah. Another thing that can suggest whether you're going to overstride is the angle of your foot at contact. Yeah. So um, there's no black and yeah. There's no raw sort of um, um, right or wrong amount, but um, I, I recall seeing Brian Heidershot present some time ago, mm. and he's um, he was looking at whether it's more than ten degrees at initial contact. Which, right. rather than having it, okay, well, is it too much? Is it? Yeah. Um, is one looking at it? that you are really over... Um, are you having a large angle of inclination at foot strike and you're mm-hmm. above that 10 degree mark. So yeah. you would suggest that there's going to be some greater horizontal yeah, yeah. breaking forces yeah. through that. So mm-hmm. now, each time I measure, it's going to be a subtle difference. Yeah. Again, what I'm looking for, is it more than 10 degrees or less than 10 degrees? And you're more than 10 degrees yep. in that one. It's a relatively significant heel, heel strike. <laughs> <laughs> For arguments, and the thing so. is, yeah, and that's yeah. where you go. Well, how much is too much? Yeah, and I would say you're on at the way you're moving at the moment. Yeah. you're on that higher end, yeah, yeah. which again may be different to what you've done in the past. Yeah, look, it's probably a bit more back to the future, Kevin. Like I started out as a massive heel striker, then went less yeah. and felt and more dynamic and probably regressed. 
People get caught up in heel strike yeah. versus non. It, to me, it's how much yeah. and what other injuries, what else are you dealing with that might influence things. So yeah. for me, that is on the higher end of mm-hmm. the spectrum. Now, if we can actually reduce that tendency for your leg to kick out in front, that should change. It'll self-correct. S- correct. Yeah. So for me, that is yeah. a monitor. It's not a, yeah. oh, you're doing this, so we need to change this, we need to change nah. that. It's a measure to go, at the moment, that's what you're doing. What yeah. strategies we then implement yeah. globally, yeah. we can then review that down the track. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of the bum click kicks. I've had some success with that in yeah, the past. And, and when I see that, mm. that is what I would be doing. Mm. So for me, it's, it's shortening that that lever so that yep. you've got more knee flexion through swing phase yep. um, and also trying to tidy up your arm swing. And yep. from an initial, that would be the main things yep. that stand out at uh, the moment. That's not bad, Kevin. I think giving me two things to work on, given my lack of coordination, is probably enough. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple for me. Now, this is where things also get really interesting okay. from a, a loading perspective. Yep. You tend to also have, interestingly, a fair amount of knee flexion during loading. Yeah. So you can see that that toe is is well behind your leg. Mm-hmm. So there's a few things that you... So I'd say from a spring perspective, yeah. it's a fairly um, highly compliant spring, which from a performance perspective is not great. Yeah. From a knee load or an ankle stress perspective is is, is not ideal. Yeah. Um, and from an energy return is not ideal as well. Uh, and, and look, what you're describing is what I've been feeling, which is I feel like I've lost my spring. Um, so, and, and that's where one looks at something like that, whether, again, and cadence can sometimes yeah. come into play with that. Yeah. Um, sometimes just improving, um, yeah. in a sense, that, that proximal strength through yeah. your limb can, can help with that. Yeah. And then even doing some... Um, skipping base work just to really try and get that spring a bit more effective that's what I would be looking at with what I see there so um, so a bit more um, muscle tension almost like a bit more stiffness yeah stiffness but the the simple the simple the difficult question is going well how do we improve that stiffness I reckon it's easier to increase stiffness than reduce stiffness reducing stiffness someone who's a really stiff that they will probably find shock attenuation quite challenging yeah and and softening someone up is harder than making someone stiffer and i would say the vast majority of runners tend to be um less stiff rather than more stiff so fitting into your category the other thing as well and i'm going to throw this to you as well which will be really interesting um most of the surface that you're running on what does it tend to be uh mostly running on loose gravel for the most part yeah okay yeah. Because for me, if you're running on a harder surface, mm-hmm. you'll tend to find that will encourage a bit more of a, mm-hmm. a, a softer spring because it's your body's response to a hard surface. Yeah. Whereas running on a softer surface mm-hmm. will often increase that stiffness. So yeah. uh, it, it, it will, your body will adapt or change to the, the stiffness yeah. of the surface. So a harder surface will tend to probably allow a bit more compression maybe to absorb more load. Mm. That's going to also increase that patellofemoral joint um, um, load. Now, if you're tolerating it, not a problem, but if you're not tolerating it, it can be an issue. Um, So surface can be one of those things where spending some time on soft... Loose gravel is normally a really... is is typically a really good surface to run on, but probably even spending some time running on grass. So a softer, plusher grass might be something worth looking at introducing from a training perspective. Yeah, I like that. And the other other thing I'm planning on doing, which I've really dropped the ball on, is um, like a a proper strength program. So really getting nailing into that should help. Yeah, 
it's definitely yeah. on the strength side of things I think would be yeah. uh, would be something that we would be yeah. well, I would be biased to encouraging you to, to do yeah. cool um, cool so get those springs working gotta get those springs going again let's see what else now the, again there's no normative data on what, how much spring is um, how much spring is needed but what I like having just sometimes a very quick look at is what your knee angle is at contact mm-hmm. and then what it is at mid stance yep. so it just gives me a measure as to the amount of knee flexion that's occurring during that loading phase or the absorption phase now a good amount that I'll often see most people who are running effectively sitting between from the data I've been looking at, it's often around that 20 to 25 degree mark. Those seem to sit in the mm. high 20s or 30 plus is in the higher end where your stiffer runners tend to be below yeah. that. Yeah. But again, it's only a measure. Unfortunately, I can only measure with the system I'm using is range of motion. Mm-hmm. To get a proper measure of stiffness, you need to have force blades and a whole, whole lot more. But... This yep. is just, it's a rough... Um, speed are we looking at now, just out of interest? Was this, the... um, this was the slower speed. Oh, okay, all right, yep. Definitely got back into some old bad habits. So a contact, you're... Uh, my punt is you're going to be around that 30 degree mark. That's yep. what my guess is going to be. And that's why I like using those markers. So yep. in the high 20s... Yeah, I, was, I, was, I would have taken a punt that's where you would have roughly yeah. been at so definitely you've got a couple of things suggesting mm. um, the same thing so that's at a higher speed and let's have a quick look at the sorry that's at the slower speed let's have a quick look here and see if we see something similar so again at takeoff mm-hmm. your foot's out in front of your body mm-hmm. at contact mm. you definitely tend to have that higher inclination of your foot yep. still landing with a relatively vertical tibia yep. and then coming through mid stance yeah very low really low through yeah, their foot's yeah. way behind there so yeah. it's it doesn't it, that aspect yeah. doesn't improve a great deal yeah. the thing that probably is is most improved is the position your hip is yeah so sorry your, your um your your foot through swing phase i yep. reckon is if we go through here yeah, so you're a bit better in mm-hmm. this position here at a higher speed. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by a bit better is your foot is closer. So if we look at the tibial angle yep. through flight there, and then we look at the tibial angle yeah, through flight there, yeah, yeah. you're more vertical in this plane here compared to the other one. Yeah. So again, slower speed. Looks not more su- like walking. Su- yeah, walk looks more running. like walking. <laughs> well, well, you describe yeah, that yeah. to me, and that's yeah. kind of... Yeah. The best way I can describe it, I reckon, when you're running, it's almost like running with your handbrake on. Yeah. You've just got something constantly yeah. you, that you're having to fight and work against. Yeah. yeah, I think this is my body just trying to go back and claim its original movement pattern um, after a long break. Okay, the other thing mm. I look at from the back here is, yep. is there a little bit of a window between your knees? Yep. That's pretty good. Yep. So, on that front, your feet are coming up off the ground relatively... Vertical, you, 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 there's not much crossover. Yep. So those are in that plane. They're looking quite, quite good. I mean, we can do a quick little yeah. sketch on that, but yeah. raw visual looks pretty good on that front. Yeah. 
So what's often nice to do with this is just dropping a little plumb line. Yeah. I think what I've become is slow and stable, Kevin. Slow and stable. <laughs> so if I look at that there, it's just kind of kissing the inside of your shoe. Yeah. That looks... Yeah. Just You're not as stable. If you look at your leg or your trunk stability side of things, though, yeah. have a look at the difference between your right leg yeah. coming through mid-stance there. Yeah. Actually, trunk-wise, look quite good. Okay. A bit of a lean to the right yeah, side yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But then when we go on to your left leg loading, mm -hmm. yeah. you can see there how much your... Yeah. You, you right, form hips a little, dropping. You form a little crease there, yeah, that, that yeah, drops. So yeah. stability there on that left side. And interestingly yeah. enough, what does that coincide with? The, the wonky arm. With the, to some yeah. extent, the wonky arm through the back there, unloading on that yeah, right leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you're kind of sitting there going, well, do we look at doing some left-sided trunk stability, yeah. right arm swing? But yeah. again, I wouldn't be focused on right arm swing. I'd be looking at arm swing as a yeah. as a whole yeah. rather than getting too focused on the one. Yeah. Now, on this view here, which I know you don't like this view <laughs> as much. This is the man boob view. <laughs> <laughs> the highest point. Yep. And you'd say relatively stable. Mm-hmm. Through here. Now, you can see you, you actually start extending your arm mm. before your arm's even going backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've kind of got this downward yeah. motion of your hand before you even start that, yeah. that arm swing. Yeah. So, like an arm drop. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, your hand's yeah. way down. I'm almost surprised you didn't knock the marker off your, yeah, yeah. Off your hip. Yeah. Um, Still, like whilst you do drop through the pelvis, you 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 are staying somewhat yeah level through there, and there you're at the highest point there. So that's by and large, I reckon mm. that the key things. Yep, yep. So it's about getting a what I say, getting a. I mean, we've given you quite a few things. Yeah. There's a bit to go and work on. Yes. Um, and just sort of seeing it is, you know, it basically reinforces that what you're feeling sometimes when you're running isn't actually representative of what's actually going on. So you yeah. don't really know until you've got to be able you to have a look at, look at it. what you're doing. Mm. You've got, and again, it's looking for the big things. I mean, we can look at trying to measure little yeah. things here and there. But yeah. over the number of strides, I mean, sometimes those little things, the more you're running, the bigger the mm. volume, the more, then they do start to come. But for me, those are probably the big ones, and, yep. and that's what I would look at addressing. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to try and address them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really so, good, Kevin. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, anything else we would add? So what would you normally do? Would you, like, send me away and see me again later on to see if I'd improved yes, or, like, yes. six weeks so, or again, something? It depends. Yeah. It all depends. So... Mm -hmm. Someone like, if, if this was the very first time I'd seen you, mm -hmm. um, what I would look at probably starting you with is just one of those. I'd be mm -hmm. just simply looking at the arm strategy component. For me, yep. that would be number one. Yep. And I'd and potentially get you doing those running drills. Yep. Don't overthink your legs whilst you're running. Yep. Just compact arm swing. Yep. Um, making sure, when I say compact arm swing, ensuring mm -hmm. that you, you, you your arms are a nice um, pendulum motion. Mm. And 
potentially give you some uh, arm running drills. Yep. So whether you're looking at um, doing them with one foot in front of the other, mm. 30 second um, drills and doing yep. a few sets of those just to get that sense of that, yep. that arm swing. And then obviously introducing that into your running. Now, sometimes doing it the whole time becomes quite a challenge. So mm. you'd want to try and do it in minute blocks mm-hmm. whilst you're running and then kind of switch off and then do, yep. It, yep. do it that mean and introduce those running drills two yep. to three times a week. Often, yep. um, once you've warmed up, do the running drills mm-hmm. and then continue with the, the rest yep. of your runs. So it's good to kind of have it in there after you've warmed up yep. um, as opposed to doing it before you warm up or only right at the conclusion yeah, yeah, of your yeah. run. Um, so the, that's certainly my bias with those. The other thing I'm doing at the moment is a bit of walk-run. So if I go like halfway through a walk-run session, could I throw bang in a few drills in the middle just to kind of reset? Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Okay. So um, I think that there's a, is, is very warranted to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I would suggest you do at the moment is get yourself back into the gym yeah. um, and look at doing a strength program. But when you look at a strength program, when was the last time you did any strength work in the gym? Uh, look, anything of substance, it's been a number of years, but I have been kind of just keeping in touch with some like yeah. basic things like bridging so the, so and the, so the body big, weight squats yeah. and stuff. And, and that's the thing is when you're looking at building strength for running, you actually need to be doing heavier mm-hmm. weights. Mm-hmm. The challenging thing is if you haven't done much in the sense mm-hmm. of weights, you haven't got much um, gym or exercise history using mm-hmm. weights, you've got to be very careful that you mm-hmm. don't then create a new problem by doing that. Yep. So... I mean, the question is, where do you start? How much do you start with? Mm-hmm. And body weight's often a good place to start, mm-hmm. but if you're managing body weight pretty well, then you want to start adding mm-hmm. some resistance to your, your loading. And then every few weeks, you, you, you start adding gradually yep. more and more. And it's not just about what I'm doing now that's going to have an effect in two or three weeks. It's what you're doing now that's going to have an effect over month to month to month. Yep. So um, eventually what you'd be aiming for from a strength perspective within um, the, your gym programs you typically be looking at hitting those six to eight rep type marks yep. and, and doing three to four sets, but then also being mindful when you're leading into training programs. Mm. Um, when you're doing big running volume, mm-hmm. you've got to be careful about how much weight training you're doing in yeah. your bigger training weeks. Yep. But that's where it's always important having that base set so that yep. when you are doing the bigger run volumes and you do give your legs a, a break from the, the weights, when you then resume doing it, you, you, it's not like you haven't done it for months and months and months. Yep. Yep. That all makes sense. Um, yeah, I've just, I just feel like I need to go and lift heavy things. <laughs> it's the Neanderthal in me is just coming yeah. out. Go, sometimes go it is. Do some grunt. I mean, there, there was the, the previous mindset of often just doing, well, running's endurance. We just got to do lots of reps. But it doesn't stimulate the muscle enough. And if you want to improve your endurance for running... Mm. Go and run. Like, yeah. that's where your endurance yeah. for running is going to come. Yeah. If you want to build strength, you actually yeah. need to lift heavier things. Yeah. But there's always that um, thing you've got to be careful about, lifting yeah. heavier weights and actually hurting yourself lifting mm. heavier weights. So that's yeah. always something to be mindful of. Yep. Yeah, I've probably hurt myself more running than in the gym over the years when I have done yeah. done proper strength training programs. Yeah. So I actually respond to that really well. So I think in my history, that's sort of something I can look back in my training diary and go, yeah, I was really hitting the gym two or three days a week when I was running really well. Um, and that's probably complementing some of the things I was trying to do technically. So I think getting back into that um, would be really good. And, and, and look, if you can't run faster unless you can generate more force, so the only way you can do that is... You know, get into the gym, really. Yeah. 
And, and that's where, just t- taking a step back, we didn't really answer the question mm-hmm. about reviewing, but yep. if you started off that without much knowledge or history, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really want to review you in a couple of weeks' time just yep. to make sure that yeah, you're not going yeah, yeah. out and doing anything weird and funky and, yep. and the like. And if I'm satisfied with what that early change yep. has done, I'd probably then review after four weeks and yep. go, all right, well, it's now been six weeks since that original mm-hmm. review. How have you changed? Things are going well. Because things can change for some people really quickly. Mm. If you have any concerns, you think, I really don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing, then it may be in your interest to review on a more frequent basis early yeah. on. But then once things are ticking along quite well, it's, 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 it's then mm-hmm. less frequent that I would look at reviewing. So it would be probably, it, oh, it can vary, it can be six weeks, it can be eight weeks, and sometimes when everything's ticking along really nicely, you, you're training well, um, you're injury free, you've always got to be mindful of changing too much with mm-hmm. from a mechanical perspective when you're in a, a full training program because yep. again that creates a change of load yeah. so if someone has has you, you've built them up to a certain point they are, are doing a, a heavier load training program it's often good to just almost touch base intimately whether it be mm-hmm. over a, a two-month or three-month period just to say well how, how things going what is going yep. on from a running perspective and also assessing fatigue yep. now um, there's a question mark where uh, I don't know what your typical protocols in the past have been assessing someone's fatigue or what they do under fatigue. Mm-hmm. But you, if you, if I was to assess you for the first time and you said, oh, well, I'm going to get myself tired so you know what I'm doing when I'm fatigued. I actually don't. Mm-hmm. Because how do I know that's what you do when you're fatigued when that might just be what you do anyway? Yeah. So it's really important to be able to assess you when you're not fatigued and mm-hmm. then assess you in a fatigued state to be able mm-hmm. to work out what's going on. So how, how would you typically do that? Do you like go and look at someone in a race or something? Or? No, go for it. If you're, if you're training for a marathon, mm-hmm. go for a two-hour run and mm-hmm. I want you to aim to finish your two-hour run mm-hmm. um, at our appointment time. Ah, okay, nice one. I like it. So then yeah. come in, then we'll assess yep. you once you're fatigued. Yeah, you're pretty brave, Kevin, to assess people after they've been running for two hours with the stink factor. But <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit, bit of shower in a can, a bit of deodorant. It's all, no, but, but from yeah. a long run, that's mm. a really good time to mm. assess. Or, I mean, the, the, the challenging one um, that is hard to assess someone if they've done a really hard speed session. Mm. That's probably the, the toughest one because testing yeah. them in, in, in that environment is probably the, 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 the best thing to actually see, to see what they're doing out there. And as they mm. go through set to set to set, um, to then be able to replicate that, mm-hmm. that's really, yeah. really tough. But yeah. to assess someone after a long run mm-hmm. at least gives you some indication what they do in a fatigued state. Yep. What they do in a long run as opposed to fatigued with speed can be different yep. as well. But at least you get some measure as to what's possibly happening yep. happening when they start fatiguing. Yeah, I like it. Sounds good. All right, I think I've taken up giant amounts of your time kevin so thank you it's been been fun to confirm that i'm really not moving that well at the moment i kind of suspected it um and now it's been confirmed it's a good good place to start and then um and that's what'll be interesting to see what's happening in a number of weeks time and go well if we know okay well arm swing's an issue Mm -hmm. we know that leg component is an issue Mm -hmm. let's really start um honing in on that um and and obviously reassessing and, and monitoring how you go yep great thank you Kevin Liebethal, amazing. Pleasure. Cheers, Ryan.